program is scheduled for one fall. Glorious. No, I won't give in. I won't give in till I'm victorious. And I will defend. I will defend. Good evening, ladies and sirs. You're listening to the only program on radio that knows exactly what The Rock is cooking. Uh, It turns out to be um, quite a nice beetroot risotto. Who knew? Um, This program is scheduled for one for My name is Silent Mark and I am the MC on this evening's show. Um, And today's show is actually sponsored by Your Mama's Steamed Crabs. She's got them. Have you? Um, So, ladies and sirs, introducing first... Journalist, Beyond Radio's very own resident, author of Holy Grail, and a man whose finishing move is the disappointment, it's Greg the Truth Lambert. Finishing move is the disappointment? Yeah. What on earth does that mean? What doesn't it mean, sir? You just make these, you just randomly come up with things to embarrass me, don't you, Mark? Pretty much, yeah. Had a good week? Uh, yeah, I would say so. Yeah. Yeah, this, this is one of the highlights of my week to come in here and educate you and the listeners of Beyond Radio about uh, the wacky world of professional wrestling. It's very much appreciated. And very to get to talk about it for an hour is, uh, is rather gratifying, I have to say. I can tell. Um, so, with that in mind, that was great, wasn't it? Um, introducing his opponent. <laughs> Human, co-creator and host of another Monday evening show, Alpha Omega Wrestling interviewer and spandex enthusiast, Mr. Evil Lewis. Hello. How's it going, sir? It's going very well, thank you. Good. Good. I'm glad. Yeah. Had a good week? It's been pretty good, thank Yeah, really good. A good. week of watching all of the wrestling in the world. All of the wrestling. And casting my evil eye upon said wrestling um, well let's go it's straight into the evil eye then shall we what's been I, I want to go back to, I want to go back to Greg's finishing move okay, actually go on, then. the overriding sense of disappointment yes um, actually no I'm going to leave that one there <laughs> okay <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually going to leave that one there because I'm in a good mood today I'm in a good mood why are you in a good mood what's wrong with you? I don't know I just I'm, I'm, you doesn't know. suit you well we've got time we've got time for it to change you've been drinking whiskey by a swimming pool by any chance. I have not, no. As, as wrestlers do these days when they when they have a, a dispute, it seems. Yeah, they, they want, do. They um, resolve. They drink whiskey shots by a swimming pool. What do they call it? It was the Henning shot. Hen- yeah, the Kurt, did they call it the Kurt? It was Ethan Carter III and Drew Galloway on this week's episode yeah. of Impact. Which apparently, like, does that other. involve like chicken, chucking your head back and gargling, gargling on it for a bit? Yeah, it's, and named, it's named after Mr. Perfect, I think. Because that's how you appreciate a fine single malt. <laughs> well, without a doubt. Yeah. When I went to the Lakes Distillery recently, if I'd have done that, they'd have thrown me out. <laughs> Even if you told them it was a Henning shot, they'd have been like, oh, if it's a Henning shot, then you, you, you're okay. I don't think they'd have known what it meant. Particularly yeah. if you say Henning, because that's not how you pronounce Henning, it. Henning, I don't know, God. Hennig. I'm I'm not as old as you, Greg. I re- see, I remember that. Uh, one, on one of the very first shows I ever saw, Kurt Hennig, Mr. Perfect, 1989, SummerSlam, against the Red Rooster. Yes, we had a wrestler called the Red Rooster, and he had a... He used, to, he used to wander around sort of pecking, didn't he? He just like, sort of like walked to the ring, kind of headbutting. And, and he had, what do, you, what do you call those red things that you have on the top of roosters' heads? What do you call them? Feathers, I Mohicans. think. Mohicans? Mohicans, that's the one. He had a It's not on a rooster. It, not? But it's, no, it's not on a rooster, but in general it's a Mohican. Right, well he had a red rooster Mohican. I'm sticking with feathers. And it was just an amazingly bad gimmick, really. But uh, Mr. Perfect, he was outstanding. He could... Spit out chewing gum and slap it, and he never he never missed once. There's a skill that was impressive. Nice, well done. Although we wouldn't recommend that, kids, because you might get fined for littering. You probably would. You get a fixed penalty notice as well, wouldn't you? It's like fifty pound on the spot, seventy five yep. pounds. I don't know. Yes, something like that. Yes, it's not good. It's you don't want it. No. Um, so that happened on TNA. Um, also, uh, my other sort of main talking point for TNA this week was just that Matt Hardy continues to be pure gold. Pure, unadulterated gold. I agree. I That's... Just, I, I, there's, there's very little. Can we have some Matt Hardy? 
It's possible um, to have some Matt Hardy. All right. I had a premonition. There we go. We had a premonition. I love his premonition. I like the fact that Jeff Hardy's becoming broken as well, although he wasn't really embracing his brokenness. No, he so seems to be fighting week. it a little bit this week. So you, you can't fight these things. Yeah. But Matt banned him from coming off the top rope again. Um, he tried to, at least. What I like about Matt Hardy is he's actually making the tag team championships really relevant in TNA. Yeah. By embarking on this quest... And by generally refusing to wrestle, just letting Jeff do all the work. But, you know, Decay, I think I'm not massively impressed with them as champions. I think it's they've held the belts for a reasonable period of time. Mm-hmm. I think it's time for new champions. And I would love that to be the, the broken, hardy boys. But Can in I the meantime... Can I just say something? Go on. Um, hang on a minute. How does it go? Uh, what, how does that thing go? How does his song go now? I can't remember. Whenever you're ready. Something about, oh, I can't remember. Something, what is it about? I define myself as obsolete. What, how does it go? Fire set, I fade away. I fade away and classify myself as obsolete. That's, doesn't, what, you sh- that's what you should do, Lewis. Doesn't, doesn't, doesn't really have the same effect if you don't sing it. It doesn't. No. It doesn't um, although kind of related to the, we've had news this week, like not, you know, from TNA as such, but it's, it's been reported that they are, that the Final Deletion 2 is in the works. Final Deletion 2, the deletion era. Yes, the, the the even more deleted, uh, yeah, um, decay or delete, I think it is, or delete or decay. Um, so that's kind of pointing towards the, obviously the feud between the feud between themselves and decay for the tag team titles, presumably. Um, and the budget has apparently increased substantially for that. Uh, looking forward to it. Yes, me too. Looking forward to it. It, it should be good. It's going to be fantastic. Um, and also, um, in the meantime, Crazy Steve picking up a win for the Forces of Evil. Well, oh, he's picked up one for the Silent the Deadly as well. Yeah, well, there you Get go. In. There you go. We'll talk about fantasy wrestling later because it's been a bumper, oh, man, crazy a bumper Steve. week. And of course, we will also, later on in the show, in the fantasy wrestling report, the only fantasy wrestling played live on any radio station in the known cosmos. It's a true fact. We don't use universe on this show because there's too much of that use of that word in wrestling. Uh, we will do that later on. We also have a special guest, don't we, Mark? We do indeed. We do indeed, but more about that later on. Um, what else has been I, thought you, I thought you had more words no, later no, on. No. Um, okay. What else has what been else in your been, evil eye? In my evil eye? Right well, in your evil um, eye. On, right in there. It's, it's proper, honestly. It's proper, in, like... I can see it. Yeah. I can it, see it. I yeah, was going to yeah. say. Yeah. It makes it water and everything. Um, on Monday Night Raw, Kevin yes. Owens became the new... Fruitwinder's champion. He did indeed. Yes, he did. So we had Triple H came out. Everyone thought that he was going to help Seth Rollins because Seth Rollins, you know, has been their guy, the authority's guy for for as long as possible. And there we go. People haven't been happy about the uh, the interference. It's wrestling. Get used to the shenanigans. Yeah. You know. Oh, it wow. Got, it got great ratings. It did get very good ratings. Got good ratings from Monday Night Raw. Lots of people tuned in. Yeah. It was uh, it was an interesting match and it had a very uh, yeah an unusual and unexpected twist to it and I will talk about that a bit later on. Yeah. I would have loved to have seen because I watched Raw and it was you know I thought the whole thing worked really well. Um, I would have loved to seen it having had not having not had it spoiled for me beforehand. Don't you just that was hate the problem. Yes, me too. Don't you yeah. just hate that? Um, because it would have been so much more exciting and kind of edge of your seat stuff if I didn't already know the outcome. Yeah. But still, so good. Um, the reaction from Kevin Owens was priceless. The thing that bugged me watching that episode of Raw was twice Stephanie McMahon referenced the crowning of the first ever Universal Champion. So Watch they, it back if you don't believe they've me. They've forgotten about poor old Finn Balor then. He's, he, he's been Benoit. He's been hogan He's That's it. It's, even though... You're right there, Mark. I don't, I don't think he's quite been Benoit. Let's, let's <laughs> even make though, that quite clear. Well, the, even though they played the little the little package, you know, talking about his injury and ref, referring to how he'd captured the Universal Title, and then 
minutes later, Stephanie McMahon, we're going to have a match tonight to crown the first ever Fruitwinders champion. And she said that twice in the same episode. Did they say it's the biggest match in the history of Raw? Probably, well. yeah. Yeah, yeah, I can imagine. Come on. I the biggest wrestling company in the world. Sort you know yourselves out. Do you out. know what? I, I, was, I made a suggestion to you, Mark, about a new feature for this show. You know, you know how they have Room 101 yeah. on the telly? And, yeah. and you put things in that you really don't like. You mm-hmm. can't stand yep. that really irritate you. Well, I think we should do one here. We should call it Room 619. Okay. Because this is wrestling. Yeah. Name, name it after a finishing move. Uh, Rey Mysterio's finishing move. What are you, what are you sighing for? Nothing. Good. It's, it's just the reaction that I and most people have when you start talking. Room 619. Nothing wrong with it. It's fine. It's, it's wrestling puns. That's what it is. Okay. It's not funny. If it's not punny, you should know that by now. I do enjoy a pun, to be fair. Now... So I'm going to put into wrestling. Uh, ro- I'm going to put into room six one nine. Yeah. Uh, not only the fact that uh, people spoil spoilers. Yes. Spoilers should go in room six one nine. What Lewis said before, which I've forgotten already, because I'm getting on and my short term memory is appalling. But also, people. What is it with people when they're doing promos on the telly? Mm. You know, with this never ending production line of uh, young, you know, four foot six inch brunette NXT female interviewers that they have. Yeah. Because they do, don't they? They're all really small. They're all really small. Really small. And there's about a million of them. And I don't know any of their names. There's one in particular who looks so small that she literally looks like she's stood in a hole when she's interviewing the wrestlers. <laughs> she like comes just up at the slight belly button height, literally, and it's it's comical to watch. But I'm not putting them into room six one nine. No, I'm just putting the... in people when they do promos to camera, people who just walk off, they do the promo, they make a really serious and intense point, and then they walk off. Like David Cameron in all interviews. Yeah. Yeah. There you yeah, go. Yeah, what, what why do there that? There you go. You need to give a lingering, you know, this is in the movies, you give a lingering, smouldering sometimes, like you're giving to, to Lewis now, Mark. Smouldering, look. I, I love when he does Stop that. Stop playing with yourself. Sorry. You're, you're, no, sorry. Anyway, um, <laughs> so we are after nine o'clock. Yes, we are. Um, smouldering look at the camera. Mm-hmm. That's what we need to do. We need to linger, to stare. That camera is your window into the eyes of millions of wrestling homes. Don't just walk off. It's like you couldn't care less. It's like you're taking your ball home from the playground. I think that was CM Punk. Yeah. Yeah, but he's in UFC and that's got nothing to do with wrestling and has no place on this show. All right. Fair enough, Granddad. None. None. All right. We don't mention it. Fair enough. Stupid. Anyone who tries to link the two things, they have no similarity whatsoever. Why? Right, you've got me started now. Why does the wrestling press... Why does the Wrestling Observer, why does the Fighting Spirit magazine, why do all wrestling publications cover mixed martial arts? Why don't they cover boxing? Why don't they cover karate or judo or taekwondo? They're all combat sports. So why do they cover UFC? The two things are completely different. I don't get it. Okay. I'll put that in room 619 as well. Coverage of UFC by wrestling people. Keep the two things separate. Otherwise, you might as well cover tiddlywinks. All right, Grandad. How, so, how aggressive are your tiddlywinks matches if you want to put it in the same thing? Well, it's, just another, it's another sport. It could be a combat sport. Particularly you know, if it landed in someone's eye, it could create a bit of fisticuffs. Who knows? Fisty what? No, that's no, not, not fisticuffs. Oh, okay, cool. Cool, that's all right. Um, should we move on to SmackDown or should we have a musical interlude? What are Let's we thinking? Let's move on to SmackDown. Let's do SmackDown. Let's to, well, um, one of my highlights of SmackDown this week was uh, what I just like to call at home with the Slaters. Um, Mr. Heath Slater, as we know, he's... Heath uh, Slater? Heath Slater, yes. Sounds, sorry, it sounded familiar. Sorry about that. Oh, fair on, enough, yeah, yeah. Um, he's, you know, the self-proclaimed hottest free agent in wrestling, wasn't drafted. He's been trying to get drafted to either Raw or SmackDown over the last few weeks. Um, last week on SmackDown, he teamed up with, well, he was, he, Rhino agreed to team up with him. Um, and this week we had a segment where Renee Young went round to the home of Heath Slater to meet himself. His lovely wife, who is considerably wider than you would expect his wife to be. Um, and also Rhino, who was just stood there for no real reason. Um, because he was, he was concentrating and, and focusing so hard. And then they sat around at the table um, his wife served some hors d'oeuvres, which seemed to be crackers and cheese whiz, which Rhino spent most of his time kind of drawing little faces on and uh, and uh, munching on said cheese whiz topped crackers. It was it was a sight to behold. It really was. It was a really weird section, wasn't it? Sorry, just, yeah. We just we actually because of in tribute to Rhino, we've actually been passing the, cr- the crackers around the studio. This <laughs> passing the crackers and sounds like an innuendo. And very nice they are too. Thank you very much. Mm. Have you got any cheese whiz? 
We're, we're British. Of course, we'd have cheese whiz. Ah, ah, ah. Why would we? Um, mm. So yeah, good. that was that was you know I enjoyed that. It was an amusing segment. And now I'm going to have to do all the talking because you two are sat there eating cream crackers, which you can't do and. And present radio. Watches. Have, you ever, have you ever tried to do that thing where the record breakers try to eat as many crackers as they can whole yeah. in a minute? Yeah. How many have they managed to do? Me. Mm. About five. Five? Five. It wasn't good. What, you tried You're to do it? You're not human. No, it wasn't. No, no yeah. I can imagine. Tried How many do you reckon Rhino good. could do? I think he did about six just during that interview he segment. Did actually. Yeah. 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 He's just... mad for him. He didn't even stop for a drink. Guy's a machine. They're yeah. not the same crackers, though. They're smaller. Oh well, yeah, smaller crackers. Are you, uh, where are you from? The official cracker measurement committee. Yes, the what International Cracker Standards Agency. Yes, and what of it? I, d- I don't know what of it. Okay, we got a message from Stallions, by the way. Oh, we got people listening to the show. Excellent. Uh, hello, hello, people listening. Uh, hello, Stallions. Um, he says it's a comb on top of the chicken's head. What? A, it's a comb on on top of the chicken's head. No, it's feathers, oh, Stallion. Thanks, it's thanks. feathers. Oh, the red chicken. God. You know? yeah, yeah. The red chicken. Yeah. The red goose. Yes. Chickens have feathers on their heads. And the rest of their bodies. Fair enough. Um, what happened in NXT this week, Eva Lewis? Um, things happened in NXT this week. How about the Milkman? Well, yeah, oh, that's sorry, it. We're, the we're, not, we're not done with SmackDown yet. Firstly, one little point before we get on to the Milkman. Um, what's going on with Carmella? She seems to have turned heel all of a sudden. Well, she's on, uh, on Nikki Bella. She? No, she's T E I can't words, but you get the. That's she's not, awful. Tre- she's treble. awful. She's, she's horrific. She's treble. She is hot. Ugh. I can't. I don't have enough words to describe how bad she is. You don't like Carmella? No. She's great. She's no. She's not. Oh, she's got a lot of enthusiasm, and she can moonwalk. <sighs> Just no. Bada bing. Worst post-op transsexual in the ring. I bet you the king of... That's inco- what she is. Hey, listen, I bet you the king of incontinence, Shinsuke Nakamura, I bet he can't moonwalk, even though he looks like a really bad Michael Jackson tribute. I bet he could... Ba- bad being the operative word, no, no pun intended. But I bet, you, I bet you... I bet you he can't do it. I don't seriously. know. I don't know. All I'm going to say is, if they're turning a heel, good, because she's bloody awful. There you go. I'm trying hard not to get us thrown off air here. Don't let big not Cass, that you'd notice. Don't let Big Cassie but, say that. Uh, their girlfriend and boyfriend in real life you know? he's quite tall mm. TM um, <laughs> yeah so, so I've enjoyed these crackers by the yeah, way yeah these are good I'm glad you are yeah okay so, so Ga- the milkman Gary the milkman Millman yes what the hell what the hell was that and this why is, this is the guy who came out um, and in the ring randomly yeah and then stripped down to white Underpants? He had his tighty whiteies mm-hmm. on. Yes, no, the, he did. The kind, yeah. you, the kind you had, you, you were forced to do cross country in at school yep. if you forgotten your games kit. Yeah. And then reminded me of the twitchy bloke from Friday, from the movie. From Friday. the movie Friday. Yeah. yeah. Very much the twitchy bloke. Fair yes, enough. Never, never. Don't I haven't got a clue what you're talking about. Anyway, I expect him to go up and punch that ball block at the end just for. You mean sake Debo? Yeah. <laughs> Who was an actual wrestler? Don't yes. forget. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And, and then Kane just came out and battered him. And, uh, for no nice, reason. Nice to see Kane, because I've not seen him for a while. Sure. But um, i tell you what I like, though, about it. It's nice to see. I mentioned a local competitor last year, last week on the show, on, yeah. on, on hashtag to, to piss off. To, yeah. This program is scheduled for one fall. Mm-hmm. It's an acronym. Yeah. And um, it's nice to see the, the, the return of the enhancement talent, the preliminary wrestlers, the jobbers, as they are. There you are. go. Sometimes rather disrespectfully referred to as. It's nice to see people like the Milkman. Yeah. Did you know back in the old days there was actually a, a jobber in the 90s called Jake the Milkman Milliman? I think that's where they got the name from. Oh, okay. And he used to lose all the time on telly. No, I didn't know And that. Uh, they had, I think it was in the AWA actually before that became defunct. But I remember guys like Barry Horowitz and Iron Mike Sharp and Reno Riggins and the Italian Stallion and the best ever, the best ever, they used to call them squash matches, don't they? Yeah. That's where basically you have a guy who's a big star in there with a guy who's a complete loser, and the loser gets destroyed in about three minutes' yeah, time. Yeah, it's how you build up a big star and give yeah. them that kind of undefeatable monster aura as, on- they're, as they're giving to Braun Strowman <laughs> and also um, apparently Kane for, you know... Mm. I don't know what they're doing with him. Well, actually, I do, because if you, if you remember, him and Baron Corbin had a little... Uh, a little gaze into each other's eyes on on the uh, on Baron Corbin's way out to the ring. Kane was hanging about for him, there's, you know, all seductive like. He was like, "Ooh, Kane, uh, Baron Corbin." Maybe more to that than see, meets the eye. But get yourself on YouTube and check out 
best ever squash match, which is 1989 WCW Worldwide, Sid Vicious versus Lee Scott. And seriously, Lee Scott, uh, he, he was uh, basically spaghetti come to life. There was no muscle on this guy at all. And at one point in the match, Sid Vicious turns him into a human helicopter blade. It's amazing. He gets him up in an, he gets him up like into a powerbomb and he spins him in the air in midair and he flies around in the air and he crashes down to the canvas after about five minutes. It's incredible. Sounds it. And that that's what, you know, why I'm pleased to see the milkman deliver on the milkman. Raw, on Gar- Gary the milkman Smackdown. mailman. What are you laughing at? Puns. We do love a pun. It was Smackdown. We yes. love a good pun anyway. Yes. You know, not not that one because it was terrible. But um. Can I just say as well that I was really pleased to see Hideo Itami on NXT this week. Uh, refer to his sockless loafers. Clearly, he had tuned into last week's episode of our show. Obviously, why wouldn't where, where, he? Where we pointed out that he came out on the NXT TakeOver special in a full suit with no socks to attack someone. And we started our appeal. Uh, uh, GTS, get the socks. There you go. We, we, we tried to get some socks in. And uh, I don't think we got any, unfortunately. We, we did. We, we, did? Got some, we got some sent in with a letter. You're joking. No, seriously, we got some through with a letter. Somebody actually sent us a pair of socks. We, it did indeed. Prove uh, it. Where, ridiculous. Where are these socks? They are here. The Argyle socks. Oh, have my got God. Yeah. Oh, wow. Argyle. Yeah. The Argyle gargoyle. They're hideous. Never mind. Hideo. Hideo. They are hideous. Hideo. So I'll read the letter. Oh, my God. You smelled them. Uh, I'll read the letter. Um, Maybe they've not been washed. Hi, hi, Mark, Greg, and Larry. Who's Larry? I presume you. I presume you. I, presume you. I don't know. He's, he's seriously written, hi, Mark, Greg, and Larry. I can't do anything but that. <sighs> really love the show last week, um, and thank you for the shout out. Oh, it's from Keith Slater. Oh, Keith, Keith, Keith Slater. Slater. Yeah. Yeah. Keith Slater. Is he the guy who wrote in last week? He wanted yeah. to be on the show or something. Is that yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. So, um, oh. really love the show last week. Thank you for the shout out. I added a few more action figures to my collection this week. I got Alberto Del Rio action figure. I'm pretty sure he's shooting for the next world champion. Um, I hope you got my socks for a deal. Um, they were my favourite pair. Sorry I didn't get a chance to wash them. That'll be the. Uh, it has got a little golfer on them. Stop fondling them, Greg. Seriously, yeah. stop fondling Describe them. Describe these socks. I mean, for starters, there's some Hideo shade Hideous. Of, of, of turquoise blue. Yeah. Uh, there's, there's what... There's something crusty there on the heel. I don't like Don't touch that. Don't touch that. Could we get somebody in to deal with this? So we've got like chemical experts. Hazmat team. Should give it to Lou at the end of the show. Pest control. Um, anyway, I hope you uh, think a little bit more about B being your mascot. I think I'd be amazing at it. I'd even get a tattoo. Um, so I did write a poem for this week. So going on from last week with um, the poetry. So Is I he did, done as a wrestling haku? I did write as a haku. We call him. In I, yeah. I did write a poem yeah. from uh, for this week. While I started it, I didn't get far. See what you think. There once was a man called John Cena. Hope you're all well. Um, yours <laughs> and still the hottest free agent in community radio, Keith Slater. So that was. Uh, that's not a. That, that, that's, I, that is not even a haku. That, that was I one think, line. I think literally he just ran out of inspiration. So uh, thanks for that, Keith. Well, do you know what, Keith? Genuinely don't know what to say to that. Well, I know what to say to it. What? There is a phrase that, as the, as the saying goes, God loves a trier, but we don't. Very true. Very, very true. And well, I've got to say to that is it's evil Lewis, goddammit. You <laughs> <laughs> might get it right one week. He might get it right. You better. All right. Um, I'm going to play a song. We'll be back uh, after this with Fantasy Wrestling. Oh, yes. So, um, Greg, you've told me that there is supposed to be a new thing on here, didn't you? Yeah. A, a new thing for the fantasy wrestling. Yeah, new it's, it's, a, it's, a new, it's a new fantasy wrestling report. Okay. Uh, jingle, like almost like a theme tune. Right. You, you know, there used to be one on the old Fantasy Football League on telly, didn't they? Yeah. So, uh, it's, it's the one called Fantasy Hogan. Right, hang on. Got on here. Careful. That's... No, that's hey, not, that's not, not what you're thinking. That's not what you're thinking. That's not what you're thinking. No, it's none of that. Okay. Go on then. This is this is this is this is it. This is the it's new the new fantasy wrestling report theme tune. I don't think you should trust him, Mark. I I don't. I'll oh, just we'll, hit it. We'll just try. hit it. Fantasy wrestling report. Fantasy wrestling report. Fantasy wrestling report. Fantasy wrestling report. Just like right. Badil and Skinner used to do. Wow. Right. Only we thought we'd do it to a wrestling theme tune. And what's more recognisable theme tune than the Hulksters 
real American. You did rec- you did you did get it from yeah, that yeah, yeah, yeah. beautiful singing, didn't you? No. Well, you need to learn your theme tunes then. I don't you? think I, I would have recognised Hulk Hogan's theme tune. That was Hulk Hogan's theme tune. It's obviously Hulk Hogan's theme tune. Are you sure? You you got it, didn't you, Lewis? No. It sounded like two bumblebees farting. <laughs> that was me and my son singing in perfect harmony. I'm insulted. I'm going to get on with fantasy wrestling. Go on, go on. You're, sure, you're yeah. going yeah. to regret this, Mark. No, I'll tell right. you what. Second week of fantasy wrestling, the only fantasy wrestling league that is played on the radio anywhere in the known cosmos. And this week, we're going to say a big congratulations to top of the league. And I'll tell you what, it's about to appear. The league table's about to appear on our Facebook page. Get right to this program is scheduled for one fall. Hashtag to piss pop. That's an acronym. I'm not being rude. Get yourself, to the, get yourself to the Facebook page and have a look at the league table because top of the league with 22 points, a 19-point swing this week for Shaheen. Shaheen Najafi Poor with the Shining Wizards have kicked his way. Is it a kicker? Is it a knee? I can never work it out. It doesn't really matter. He has kicked or kneed his way it's to the top. It's a knee. Yeah. Fine. Thank you for correcting me. To the top of the league, a brilliant week, helped by, of course, by the fact that last week he traded out the injured Finn Balor for Kevin Owens, who became the Universal Champion and gained him seven points. But I want to give special mention to the second highest climber of the week, which is Faces and Eights, belonging to Zara Thompson. A 17-point leap, up to nine points for Zara this week. And that was also helped by her having Kevin Owens in her team, but also Ethan Carter the third, who picked her up six points for winning the main event of Turning Point, defeating Drew Galloway, who was clearly too drunk on whiskey shots, drunk by the swimming pool. There you go. So, however, we need to mention who the star of the week is, don't we? We do. We do indeed. And Me, of course, obviously. And of course, you played the clip earlier. You played the clip earlier of the Universal Championship match. I did. You played the clip earlier of a new champion being crowned. You played the clip earlier of history being made on Monday Night Raw. So without a shadow of a doubt, this Kevin week, Owens, the star of the week Obviously. can be, and there's so many people have, uh, uh, you know, that you, you, you just mentioned him, there's so many people I'm sure will be looking forward to yeah. hearing me proclaim yes. the star of the week yes. for Fantasy Wrestling Report, yes. which two is Triple H. What? You what? Triple H. Of course it's Triple H. How is it Triple How H? How is that Triple H? Well, there's two reasons. Number one, Kevin Owens wouldn't be champion if Triple H hadn't come out and pedigreed Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins. True. And number two, Triple H pedigreeing Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns got a far bigger reaction. If you listen back, you listen back to that oh, thing yeah, I yeah. played before, it got a far bigger reaction than Kevin Owens actually scoring the three count. And it was Triple H coming out of nowhere that everybody was, was talking about. Like an RKO. You know? And I, I think personally that Triple H is deserving a star of the week. <sighs> Not happy about it. Not happy about it. Oh, hang on, guys. I hate oh, to agree. Oh, with, oh. I hate to agree with him, but I think he's right. Oh, but no. hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. What? You've both got Kevin Owens in your fantasy team. Obviously, yeah, we have. Yeah. Well, you would have got ten points if I picked him. Yeah. Well, I haven't. I picked Triple H, and nobody drafted him, so no points this week for Star of the Week to anyone. Oh, but I think that was perfectly fair. We don't have a recount. Right, no, it's I decision. demand a recount All on right, this one. No, this is ridiculous. Let's, let's move on. What's who's doing? Just make up the rules as you go along, Greg. Is that how it is? Is that how it works here? You just make up the rules as he's, you go along. Dude, he's the GM. He's he, yes. That's pretty much what the GM does. He's the MC for this show, and his decision is final. No, on this it's show. It, it's not. That's my decision is not final. You know that as well as anyone. <laughs> I am you're the, the GM. You're the GM on it. It's going to be your decision. So go on. Just let's move on. Who's the dummy of the week? Let's get this out of the way. Dummy of the week. Yes. Well, there's only one one dummy of the week. The only one person it could be. And um, before I mention this person, Mark, I have to say what a pitiful, pitiful request you put through to me this week. I think it was genuine to trade out to get rid of. One of your fantasy wrestling team, yes, just because he happened to have been arrested for being drunk and disorderly, yeah. on his way to Mexico for a WWE house show, and um, you know I think that was disgraceful on your part, and so this is really on you to be honest for, for such a pitiful attempt. The dummy of the week this week is Bo Dallas. Can I can I be one hundred percent honest with you? All I did was see. He was arrested, and I went, oh, I'll, I'll chuck him out, shall I? <laughs> that was actually, literally my reaction to it. Well, I'm sorry, but you've lost three points for not being on telly and five points for being dummy of the week. That's minus eight. And to be honest with you, it's a shame, really. It's put you down to fourth place overall. And had you got those eight points, you'd have been top. I would have been you top. You need the sound effect, Mark. What? Well, oh, hang on. I, I do yeah. have it somewhere, Bowie. Yeah, you do. Yeah. 
So where's the forces of evil? Where, where, where do the forces of evil sit in the league table then, Mr. GM? Third? You're third, yeah. It's a disgrace. What are you talking about, third? Shaggy's top. Forces of evil, clearly the best team in fantasy wrestling. That was better late than never, wasn't it? It was, yeah. Goodness me. I thought I had it lined up. I didn't. No, third. Um, Shaheen's top with 22, and then forced somehow, forced against my will by Ryan Hunter, who didn't even want to be in it. Xander Cooper forced him. Is 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 second with 18 points, and then it's Lewis with 15. It's ridiculous. No, it's, not. it's me with 15. Sorry, it's Mark with 15, and Lewis with 14. I'm so, fourth. And, fourth. And, and sadly... You're uh, behind me. <laughs> that's even worse than... A... You're literally just making it up as you go along. This is a conspiracy. Forget Tom-spiracy. This is a... Well, just a con- regular conspiracy. Sadly, the underdogs, but either way, the, underdog, <clears throat> the underdogs are still massively bottom with minus twenty-two. Closely followed by our studio guest this evening. Let's bring him in because I want to taunt him from Alpha Omega Wrestling, the chief of staff of Alpha Omega Wrestling. That's very nice. Greetings. Hello. Charles Nelson Riley is here. Charles yeah. Nelson Riley, who has a fantasy wrestling team, Team Total Divas. You picked eleven uh, ladies. Yes, I did. On Raw SmackDown. Hashtag NXT. feminism. And you are second bottom with minus ten. Well, that's just that's just that's just anti-female. That's what that is. It that's isn't. sexism. It's, it's perfect. Pure sexism it's on your not, part. We all know how much you hate women's wrestling. You and Dan Reed would always clash over this. He wanted to push Eve. You said it was rubbish and no one had paid to watch him. We all know the truth, Greg. I changed. No, hang on. <laughs> this isn't. We fair. all know the truth. Who said let him on the show? <laughs> Unplay that theme music. Pure sexism. It's not true at all. Absolutely. That's nothing untrue. to do with me picking a rubbish team. Absolutely untrue. You did pick a rubbish team. Asker wasn't on telly this week. Ember Moon wasn't on telly this week. Sasha Banks is still injured. Gail Kim wasn't on telly this week. Eva Marie still suspended. She's in, still a star in, in, in my eyes. Eva she? Marie is still amazing. Somewhere, Her entrance somewhere in England. alone is quality and is worth the ticket price. You, so far, you're, you're a fantasy wrestling failure, my friend. See, again, this is just yet another example of Greg Lambert letting power go to his head. It's, it's like, you know, there are so Never many happens, does it? Oh, no, really? No, exactly. Bo Dallas is a legend. He sat on a plane, drunk out of his face, and sang at the top of his lungs the Swahili beginning to the circle of life from The Lion King. That's 10 points in anyone's yeah, book. Superstar of the week. Yeah, definitely. Star of the week. Oh, that's, and yet, just because Mark's there and you're thinking, oh, I can get one over on Mark here. I'm, I'm going to knock him down a peg. You decide, nah, dummy of the week. The man was the man was drunk. The man was drunk while on duty for a corporate company. Well, he was kind of a. He was on the way. He tells people to believe. Well, he's meant to be an inspirational figure. He believed in Disney, and I believe in Disney. To be fair, his brother sits in a rocking chair and rambles nonsense. He's the dummy of the week. Oh, again, just just a shame. It's because Bo Dallas has nice breasts. This is more sexism from Greg Lambert. That's what that is. Personal opinion. He's got what? He has, a bit, he has like man breasts. The same thing he used to have before he got them sorted. Right. They are I quite nice though. I'm quite jealous. I, ever, I, I thought man boobs was an X Division wrestler. <laughs> it might be. Yeah. I have no idea what's in the X Division right now. I'll be completely honest. Right. Not a clue. Probably Chuck Taylor. Throwing a name out there. Let's say he's in the X Division now. Is he, not, Lewis? Not quite, no. There you go. No. That's, that's, yep. Yeah. Or you, you I see Matt Hardy. I watch Matt Hardy. Matt Hardy's gone. I switch off. I'm sorry. You do agree with me, though, on what I was saying last week about TM61, that they should embrace their Australian heritage. I agree that it would be better than having no gimmick whatsoever. Had they come in with the name The Mighty Don't Kneel, which is a fantastic wrestling name, they've given them a manager such as Paul Ellering, who can talk and do the talking for them. He just comes out and says, The Mighty Don't Kneel, like three-minute warning used to with, with Eric Bischoff. They come in, do a wrestle. Everyone likes a wrestle now. I don't know why, but they do. And then everyone will like them. But instead they come in and they're like, yeah, we have a random two-letter, two-number name that no one's going to remember or care about that will look pretty rubbish on a T-shirt. Woo. And no matter how good a wrestle they do, no one cares about them. So I agree. If they came out with the court cats, they would probably get a bigger reaction. Wobble boards. That you do, you don't want to do that now, I think. Yeah, Rolf Harris gen- genuinely is think you don't kind of, oh, he's kind of yeah. a tainted yeah. brand. Yeah, yeah, I, I wasn't quite. I wasn't suggesting that. Yeah. Uh, so how about how about uh, a stable then? There's, there's five or six Australian wrestlers. They have a lot of stable, So we could have, we could have Buddy Murphy. We yeah. could have Peyton Royce. Mm-hmm. Billy Kay. Yeah. Uh, and... Uh, TM61 yeah and possibly Emma because I'm not quite sure what's happening yeah. an Aussie super stable would be fantastic and what an acronym prisoners prisoner, yes Aussie super stable there you go hashtag ass or we could call them prisoner cellbock H maybe uh, I don't think half the fans would know what that is and Pris- they wouldn't prisoner want to look cell it up block triple H they might know what that, that is that gives it a bit more of a wrestling yeah and people would pop for it because people care more about triple yeah. H than the entire roster it seems and he is our star of the week and deservedly so 
I have to admit that of that of that fatal four way, I mean Big Cass is clearly an absolute legend. He's the the best thing WWE have right now on Raw. Um <coughs> sarcasm. And <laughs> having him in the main event was strange to say the least had it not been an elimination I would have said he was only there to take the pin Um, but then it was people were just going oh well so Roman Reigns is winning this and they were just losing interest and losing interest and then Triple H came out I was like oh I'm interested again so I think without Triple H's involvement Kevin Owens going over clean would have turned him face so I think it needed the screw job finish that everyone's whinging about to keep Kevin Owens heel I think it needed it yeah, I'm, I'm sure what you just said was, was really interesting. Anyway, so yes, it's, um, yeah, Charles Nelson Riley on the show. You could yeah. actually do your job, Mark, and host this. Do you want me to just carry on? No, I will. I'll host it. Um, we're going to play Come a on. song. We'll be back in a second. We're going to talk to Charles Nelson Riley um, after this, which Greg has given me that makes very little sense. Um, Joe Hendry? Oh, yes. My man Breaking I used Fly. to manage, he's incredible. He's a... If you don't know Joe Hendry, he's a, he's a Scottish wrestler, he's a musician, and he does parody songs, and he's done this fantastic parody of the, the very talented, high-flying Londoner, Will Ospreay. Listen to this. Oh. I used to be so popular can touch the sky. Right, I get it. I get it. Will Ospreay, who is making a big name for himself in Britain at the moment, won, him, won himself the best of the Super Juniors tournament in New Japan Pro Wrestling earlier this year. Going to debut for Ring of Honor, I understand. Oh, quite, quite in soon as well. Not Ring of Honor in America, Ring of Honor over here. Yes, like ring, ring of Honor with a U then. It's got a U in it. Not in a real case. Ring of Honor. The, honor. No, the no. fake British Ring of Honor. Yeah, pretty Did much a promo it. in a field and got 15,000 views this week on YouTube. He can, man can do no wrong. Well, <laughs> yeah, yeah that, that promo. You can do no wrong. 15,000 people watched it. Uh, that's, honestly, that is amazing. But how many people... By British standards, that is amazing. How many people have watched Two Girls, One Cup? It's true. Just, 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 beca- <laughs> just because a lot of people have watched it doesn't mean he's acceptable. Honestly, I think he could be, based on his ability in the ring alone, because that's probably all he has could get to the top level. I think you're wrong there. But promos like that are not going to help him anyway. It wasn't 15,000 people watched it. It wasn't even it. so bad it was good. Do you know like the Matt Hardy original when he first went broken and they were so bad you were thinking we this is awful and then you went actually this is awful and you'd watch it. It wasn't even that. It was like it's three guys in a field. It was just so bad it was bad. Yeah. Three guys in a field and filmed like on a I phone. Say, all three of them I've seen them wrestle and I know that they, you know, they can wrestle rings around so many people in the country they don't need to Almost devalue themselves with Hazel's in the field. Here's a belt. Hey. So, what would you like to see? In, I don't know. I'd like to see Farmer Giles turn up, maybe. No, in a, in a studio with a, like a screen behind them or someone interviewing. Maybe the they Godwins could have made a comeback. That would have been. Amazing. Amazing. I, I was a field. huge Godwins, Mark. I, lo- I love uh, Henry O. Godwin and Phineas I. Godwin. They they could have the Godwins could have turned up and they could have had a trios, well, a trios match. I don't yeah. know what if there were three yeah. Godwins or not. Uh, there was a Hillbilly Jim. He was with him for a bit. Yeah, Godwins and Hillbilly Jim could have turned them, Could have had a trios match in uh, the mud. No, but honestly, those three guys could have done it in, a, in a studio with background music, some smoke. It could have looked really cool. They could have had the belts of, like, you know, rise from the smoke. I think we're at cross purposes really here. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we're talking about the same thing. It looked really good. You're talking about, putting just, it, yeah. talking about the great outdoors. You're talking about bringing it inside. Views. You can't argue with that. But, yeah, as you say, if someone can do a promo like that and get 15,000 views, you are right in that regard. He can do no wrong. Like Eva Marie being so awful, I just want to see her. And I, I love her entrance. I think it's brilliant. My wife can't stand it and that makes me like her more. So again, that's someone else who's who's awful, but she can do no wrong. Well, I'm telling you, Will Ospreay is, me Will Ospreay is far from awful. Will Ospreay is the, one of the greatest talents and everybody's talking about him. They the are. fact is, we very rarely mention British wrestling on this show, and we should we should probably mention it more. We're going to do and some we're mentioning, now. We're talking about it now because of Will Ospreay. Will Ospreay cut that promo, and he said it's all about getting attention. It's all about being different. It's all about making money. Fifteen thousand people watch him. Fifteen thousand people more likely to, to to spend money, pay money to see him, buy a ticket, buy his merchandise. They're interested. We're talking about him. That's why the promo yeah, was good. You're talking out of your stupidly <laughs> jacketed backside. Yeah, but it's a, it's a case of, you know, a, a trio title in general is just the idea. I've got one match to fill. Do I really want to pay six people's wages for a match? Well, nah, you're just mate. thinking about it from a promoter's one. point of view. Thankfully, I don't have to think <laughs> about Speaking it like that anymore. Of which, sir, Charles Nusserali, you're here today. How are you? I'm fine. Thank it's you. Lovely very much to yourself. see you. Thank you very much. 
Um, so you are main person, promoter. Chief of staff. Chief of that's, staff that's a nice title. of Alpha Omega Wrestling yeah. in uh, Morecambe. Morecambe's very own wrestling company. It is indeed. Um, how's it going? It's, it's going really well. Um, it's been brilliant to bring wrestling back to the Morecambe Winter Gardens. Mm-hmm. Uh, our shows, as far as I'm aware, that we're the only company that exclusively runs non-profit shows. Very good. With all the money raised going towards the restoration of the Winter Gardens, money from the bar, the money that we give them. Everything's going there to make that venue as beautiful as it once was. And at the same time, running fantastic shows. The fans are loving it. They're coming back every time. They're mm-hmm. talking about they can't wait to see how it's going for the next one. Bringing up some rising stars, some young guys like the Ryan Hunters and out there. Bringing in some more established names that we've seen, that, uh, such as Sticks, such as his opponent on the next show, Nathan Cruz, who's not been in Morecambe for... I actually don't know exactly how long off the top of my head, but it's been a good few years since he was last in Morecambe. I think four. Four, four and a half. There we go. So um, if you knew your history, you'd know. I've not, I've not heard much about him. Is he any good? Nathan Cruz is a fantastic wrestler. Uh, Nathan Cruz. Do you have is to say that by contract? No, not at all. Okay. I I love the fact that this match can happen because there are there are certain companies out there who they get a lot of attention. They they have a lot of exposure, such as the NGWs out there. Mm-hmm. They're on TV and and like um, Bristol and on the East Coast in Hull and that they're on TV there, so lots of people can see them. And Nathan Cruz is always there, and he's always on screen, and it's. Not because he's he's the booker, which he's not. It's not because he's the booker's friend. It's because he's a great wrestler. He can do everything. Mm-hmm. He's one of the closest things we have to a WWE wrestler in England. Um, and it'll be great to see him come back to Morecambe because I know everyone likes working Morecambe because the Morecambe fans are just different to anywhere else. Yeah. They bring so much to it. And I think him coming back to Morecambe will bring something back to him as well. I think he will grow from it again. Being back in front of those really passionate fans might light something back inside of him and give him something that he'll... He might step up another level, Yeah, which is frightening if you've got an eight-year undefeated streak such as Sticks. That's the thing. It's going to be a big match. Oh, yeah. Um, How do you think it's going to go? What Have you you got any thoughts about it yet? I... I... One of my well, the first show I saw in Morecambe, Sticks was on it. Mm-hmm. He was holding the briefcase for, I believe, Stevie Knight. And I saw him and I looked and I thought, he has something about him. Yeah. The fans wanted to see him knock Stevie Knight's face off. They, everyone wanted to see it. And every time I've seen him in Morecambe, the fans see the same thing I saw. And I don't know what it is. There's an it factor. There's the je ne sais quoi, whatever you want to call it. He has it, mm-hmm. and especially in Morecambe. He turns up, and he is as close to unbeatable as I think I've ever seen in wrestling. He just turns up, and he's like, he's a superhuman in Morecambe. Um, so I don't think, as good as Nathan Cruz is, I don't think he can end the streak. I think that stick streak is going to continue until I don't know when. Sticks just he's he's as close to undefeatable as you can get. And in theory, it is the the streak's gone on for that long. This is pretty much his home turf now. It's definitely a home away from home for mm. him. It's it's like his second home. Um, where Sticks has reached the point in his career now, where because he sacrificed his body for so long, you can see it affecting him. You see him on other shows, and he's he's no longer main event everywhere. He's in tag team division. He's in smaller matches everywhere else. He's winding down. You can mm-hmm. see it. But then he comes to Morecambe and boom, he's back there again. He's the main event guy. He's the guy again. There's something in Morecambe. You could say it's something in the water or in the potted shrimp. There's something in Morecambe where he just goes hell for leather. And that's why I, 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 I just can't see it ending at all. No, no. Um, someone's. You wanted to say something, Greg? I'd listen. You know, I'd, I've watched sticks very closely. That show, you it's very interesting you mentioned that, Charles. You know, that, that first show that you saw would have been February the 2nd, 2008 at the Morecambe Dome. He knows his stuff. It would have been. Yeah. And I, the reason why I know that date is because that was the last time that Sticks ever lost Sam a wrestling Stone. match in Morecambe. Martin Stone. He was with... No, no. It was, you were right the first time. Sam Stone. Sticks was at ringside. with uh, Stevie Knight was with him. And uh, Sticks went into the ring to wrestle Sam Slam. And Sam Slam beat Sticks. And then Sticks turned on Stevie Knight. And he, the fans of Morecambe got behind him. And ever since then, Sticks has beaten everybody. He's beaten Zack Knight. He's beaten Marty Skrull. He beat... Rockstar Spud, TNA's Rockstar Spud, two-time X-Division champion. He beat him twice 
He beat the Bollywood Dream, RJ Singh. He beat Cyanide, the massive 360-pound toxic terror, who's a huge fan favourite now mm-hmm. in Morecambe and, and hardly ever loses and sticks, managed to beat him. And he beat Craig Collins on numerous occasions. And he beat Dangerous Damon Lee and he beat everybody. Basically, he's been put in front of him. Sticks has beaten everybody over an eight-year period. We've had three prime ministers and three Olympic Games since Sticks last lost in Morecambe. Just to put this across, there is nothing like this in entertainment, in professional sports, anywhere now in the world since the Undertaker streak went at WrestleMania. Sticks has got the biggest undefeated streak of anything, anywhere. And I've been trying for a whole year, and I've come so close. Chris Ridgway, my man, would have beaten him, except Sticks... Sticks' boot came off in the middle of the match and distracted Ridgeway, and he lost after outclassing Sticks. Joe Hendry would have beaten him by disqualification had the referee done his job and reversed the decision when Joe Hendry had Sticks, or Sticks rather, put Joe Hendry in the sharpshooter after the bell had rung. Joe Hendry would have ended the streak. Johnny Fear had Sticks pinned when I was in his corner. But Sticks luckily got his foot on the ropes and the referee just about saw it and restarted the match. Otherwise, Sticks would have lost. I have seen Sticks come closer and closer to defeat. Like you say, he is winding down. I am seeing weaknesses. I'm seeing chinks in the armour, show after show after show. And someone who can expose those, somebody who has got limitless talent, someone who's a student of the professional wrestling ring, someone who's young, who's hungry, who is intelligent and has got everything that it takes to capitalise on these little weaknesses that Sticks has been displaying, will beat him. And it'll happen on September the 17th. The show stealer Nathan Cruz is the man to do it. I don't care whether it's by count out. I don't care whether it's by disqualification. I don't care how (laughs) it happens. Nathan Cruz is going to defeat Sticks. He's going to... Break the streak, so, so, steal the so you're show. Saying you don't care how he wins, even if he doesn't win the title. The titles, to you, the streak means more. That's what you're saying. The title is important, and Nathan Cruz is capable of defeating Sticks by pinfall or submission and becoming the Alpha Omega Wrestling Champion. But what is most important to me, what is most important to Nathan, is going down in history. Is being remembered no. as the man who ended the streak. I don't believe that for a second. I, I, I've I've met Nathan a couple times, and I, I know when someone has the fire inside him, and he has that. He's not the type of person. I, I think I don't know whether you've even, even spoke to him. He is the type of person who will awesome. want to be champion. He wants to have the belt. He wants to have the glory in every single wrestling company. The title, no matter what color, what shape, what size, the title is what everyone's after. Everyone wants to be champion. They want to have the prestige, the glory, the history of the the, the title in Morecambe has such great history. Going through it, all the Agreed. people have held it, the different people in there that have had that have held the Morecambe wrestling title, and you think that beating a streak is more important than that? That just seems to be going. I, sounds like you're losing it, to be honest with you. We will take the victory any way that we can to go down in history it's a victory for history and that is what's going to happen and it's my last chance i've said and you you know and stanley and yourself have ratified this is my last chance to find someone to break the streak and we will do anything on that night i will do anything on that night well that's always a frightening thing to hear sticks loses that's always scary to hear greg lambert say that he'll do anything but on September 17th, what the Morecambe fans are going to see is two guys who know each other very well. One guy who is pretty much reaching the top of his game in Nathan Cruz and one guy who has been on the top for, for eight years in sticks go at it for the most important thing, which is the Alpha Omega Championship. And the Morecambe fans are going to love it. Personally, I think Sticks is going to win. I think Sticks' streak is going to continue. I think you've lost your opportunity to beat him. And I think the Morecambe fans will love when that happens. Well, I think you're underestimating the show stealer Nathan Cruz. Can I have and my he's opinion? got tricks up his sleeve that you just cannot anticipate and that Sticks will not see coming. And September the 17th, we are going to shock the world. Everybody like yourself, like Lewis, like Mark, what? like all the Alpha Omega wrestling fans who've written Nathan Cruz off, who think that this guy, who, you know, if you know his history and you know that he's a pioneer and you know that he's won titles all over the country and you know that he's on WWE's radar and in a few years' time... You know, we're talking about guys like 
Finn Balor, and we're talking about guys like Nakamura, and we're talking about guys like Austin Aries, and all these people who've come through the independent scene and now appearing on national on international television. You know, Nathan Cruz is going to be like that. And there's only one thing that he has left to achieve in this country before he becomes a massive star overseas, and that is break the streak, and it's Hang going on. to happen on September the 17th. Hang on, that, that's your opinion. I mean, end of the day, right, Nathan Cruz is a phenomenal talent, okay? And, I, you know, it, the stick streak is unprecedented in British wrestling. If anyone can beat the stick streak, I can't see anyone. It, it would be Nathan Cruz. But the thing is, is the sti- you've got to draw the comparison between stick streak and the Undertaker streak at WrestleMania. I know that they're not the same, but I, I've got to draw that comparison. There's nothing like it in the UK. As I said, it's unprecedented. So basically, what you're saying is Nathan Cruz is the Brock Lesnar to Styx's Undertaker. No, it's completely different. That's what you're saying. No, I'm not. And I, as, fan, as, as phenomenal a talent as Nathan Cruz is, he's not Brock Lesnar. He's not Britain's Brock Lesnar. So, I don't know. I don't know. I, jury, I, I, it's too close to call for and, me, and honestly. And Styx is no Undertaker either, and I'm telling you that he's getting buried and the streak, st- streak is getting broken and we're going to steal the show in the process. And you better get yourself you know, down to Studio Bronze, get your tan, get your ticket for this show, Studio Bronze and Queen Street in Tan's Morgan. optional. Get your tickets, tickets on. Get yourself onto <laughs> AOWUK.com and buy these tickets now because, you know, whether you're not prof- not for profit, and I personally think that's disgraceful because wrestling is all about making money, and the, st- and the show stealer Nathan Cruz is going to come out of here with all the money, all the glory, and the victory... And a championship too. Any means necessary. I genuinely think that table has done something to Greg in the past. Um, it's nearly the end of the show. We've only got a couple of minutes left. Um, any chance you can come back in soon? Because again, this conversation could probably go on a lot longer. Anytime you want me, I'm available. Um, so, what day is it? 17th? 17th of September. 17th of September. The Winter Gardens uh, tickets on the website, which is? AOWUK.com. And from, where is it? Studio Bronze on Queen Street. There we go. Um, I'm going to end it very, very uh, shortly, but I do want to ask Greg a question. It it might be controversial to you, but have you thought about what happens if he doesn't beat the streak? No, I haven't. So you haven't thought that far, have you? You haven't got a contingency plan? No, I don't contemplate defeat. In place. No, I don't contemplate defeat. What I want to, just changing the subject, what I want to do is uh, I want to say that obviously when the streak is broken, I will go down in history as one of the greatest managers of all time. Alongside the late, great Mr. Fuji, Harry Fujiwara, who passed away this week. And when I started watching wrestling, I mentioned it earlier, you know, the first show I ever saw from WWE, SummerSlam 1989, the managers, Bobby the Brain Heenan, Jimmy the Mouth of the South Heart, Slick and Mr. Fuji. They were the main four. Mr. Fuji was a great manager of people like Demolition and the Powers of Pain and the Berserker and the Orient Express and Yokozuna, who he managed to the WWF, now WWE Championship. And just want to say what a fantastic manager he was, a Hall of Famer, and he'll be sadly missed. Very, very much so. We're going to end with uh, an interview from him, um, just a little bit of a soundbite, shall we say, to end the show with. Um, thank you all very much for listening. If you have been, um, check out the podcast. All three episodes will be up there by the end of tonight. Um, Charles Nelson Riley, thank you very much for coming in today. Thank you for it's having me. It's been an absolute pleasure. Do get your tickets for the Gold Rush, which is on on the 17th in Morecambe. Or even Golden Chance. Because oh, it's cha- changing names of shows again, as you do every week. I have to do it. The only man who runs a wrestling radio show, people, who knows nothing about wrestling. Exactly. He's learning. And He's by, learning. And by the on. way, if you're going to insult me on radio on the Facebook group, can you actually do my name right, please? Why? What, what did I call it's, you? It's one word, not two. You've, it's all one word? Yeah, it's all one word. How pretentious is that? Very. He's young and happening and pop and fresh. Word, yo. I am pop and fresh. I bet you're the kind of person who... who uh, Says, says starts words with lower case just to be cool. No, no. I do that because I'm relatively bad at typing. Um, we will see you next week, ladies and sirs. Uh, my name's been Silent Mark. That's Eva Lewis. Yeah, it is. That's Greg the Truth Lambert. And this is Mr. Fuji. And this is Mr. Fuji. See you later. Bye with a devious one. Okay, Master Fuji is now manager of my demolition. And every day in my dojo, I have to do five to ten thousand.